It's the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Good morning, Chicago. Along with David Kaplan, I'm Jonathan Hood. We've got Che, we've got Jay Moore, we got you on this Tuesday morning. Open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. Reminding you, coming up at 9.15, we'll hear from the general manager for the Chicago Bears, Ryan Poles. Of course, the Bears and everyone else is in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. Poles will give his thoughts about the Bears coming up at uh, 9.15. Also, I want to let you know that uh, Matt Eberflus will speak exclusively on our video platforms on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without in Chicago, and also on YouTube, the ESPN Chicago channel. If you have not subscribed, do so, because Eberflus is going to speak very handsome. Matt Eberflus will speak coming up at 1130. Does he, does he get a question? Coach, what's with the new look? Does somebody ask him that question? Yes, toward the end. Right. That should be the first question. Okay. Coach, before we get into the football, was your wife or your your, your players, some are taking, some of the players are taking credit, like uh, Jaquan Brisker. Uh, who, what's with the new look here? The beard, the hairdo, you look like you lost a little weight. Uh, Coach, you look good. Yeah. First question, huh? You'll be never. You'll never ask another question again. Yes, that's not, how not, you soften them up. You get them uh, humored, oh, I see. and then you spring the trap. Yeah, humor from him. Um, so I we'll just hope he didn't shave it. If he shaved it, I'm I'm uh, done with him. Then then I'm, I'm moving done. on. Then fire him. Yep. Then you know what? I'm kicking him out of bed. If he comes out clean shaven in one of those boxy polos again, wow. get out. That's enough. Yeah. I'd love it if he's like in a muscle shirt. Got it. Can you imagine? Comes out in a tank top with a gold chain. And his beard and a fade. And he's got the Travis Kelsey cut. (laughs) Can you imagine? That'd be amazing. (laughs) That'd be great. Get your ish and get out. You're not. You're like. (sighs) Puffing on a cigarette. Any questions? Yeah, and it can't be like somebody he doesn't know from the national. It's got to be one of the beat people, men or women. Like. Courtney could go, oh, or Biggs. Oh, oh, Courtney. Coach, yeah. before we get started here, yes, Brad, what's with the new look, man? Players get you to do that? Your wife? Do you have a stylist? Well, thanks for noticing. Uh, I went on soda, and oh. I decided i got to change it up, and all the coaches that won in Chicago had facial hair. I'm in. He's going to tell them. I went to the barber, and I asked for the Kelsey. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Woody, did you? That story is still one of my favorites of the off season. Mm. That kids now are going to the barber and asking for the Kelsey. It's a high fade. <laughs> they're, they're going into the barber and asking, "Can you cut me up like Travis Kelsey?" I mean, it's amazing. I mean, that look has been around since as, as old as the hills. That look. I mean, I can find black and white pictures. Of that high top fade, that's not that's not a new look, but when you're in the public eye, like yep, I want to have that look, the Travis Kelsey, correct influencers, correct. It's exactly what they are. So as we mentioned, Eberflus that'll be on our Twitch and our uh, YouTube. And so interesting thoughts from um, Albert Breer moments ago from Money Morning Quarterback and SI.com. He's with us every Tuesday at eight thirty. Kind of broke it down for as far as um, what the Bears are looking at with Caleb Williams. So we're going to hear f- from Albert. We'll play that, I'm sure, throughout the Dan station. The quote, the Bears have done a crap load of work on Caleb Williams. And that lines up with everything that you've heard, that I've heard, that they were in L.A. for several days 
and while they can't meet with him yet, they can meet with everybody around the situation. They know what the deal is. And I, I think at all points that they're going to draft this kid. And then Boomer Siason spoke about it. And you'll hear from that in a moment. And people that are really tapped in, Kurt Warner, we talked about this last week. He went down and broke down the tape and said, you got to make the move. you got to draft the kid. Some thoughts from Daniel Jeremiah, who does a great job for the NFL Network. Yes. Daniel. Move the Sticks podcast. Yeah, so he was on with Rich Eisen and talked a little bit about what is happening with Caleb Williams. Is Caleb Williams an upgrade over Justin Fields? Jeremiah says, I think he's, you know, just looking at who they were coming out, I, I think he's he's more gifted than than Justin. And I think he does things faster. You know, everything's a little bit faster. Now, Justin, obviously, speed-wise, is on, a, is on his own level there. But just in terms of quick feet, quick hands, quickly getting from one to two to three, I've seen Caleb do those things. Um, and, you know, there's just some instinctual stuff that he has, some creativity, you know, some magic, whatever you want to call it. Um, he has that. So um, he's a higher he's a higher graded prospect entering into this portion of the process. You know, it's one thing to say Caleb Williams, generational talent and the best quarterback since blank. And again, for me, I just look at Caleb Williams as one of one. We'll find out whether or not that one is a good one or a bad one. We'll find out. But if Caleb Williams can blossom under Shane Waldron, that's the question because not only a new quarterback is to come to Chicago Bears, but also offensive coordinator. So the current roster and Waldron and Caleb Williams, how could this all work together? Well, I think there's still, you know, there's a lot of work to be done there, you know, and, uh, you know, I think Waldron has a good reputation. Um, he's somebody who's respected. The people that I know that know him, I don't personally know him, mm -hmm. uh, but I've heard good things there. They still need to continue to add to that offensive line. They need another complimentary piece uh, to DJ Moore, who, who played really well last year. Um, and I think you're going to have to have some patience. I mean, I, I do agree from the sense that, you know, C.J. Stroud, what he did last year was so phenomenal and so outside the norm um, to just hit the ground running like that. I, I don't think that, that Caleb is as polished as some of these other quarterbacks, but the, the ceiling is what you're chasing there, and that's going to require some patience. So, um, no, everything I've heard about Waldron's good. I like some of the pieces they have there in Chicago. There's still more work to be done, uh, but you can, you know, you can dream on on what Caleb Williams can be. And people will say, "Oh, you're chasing the ceiling." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you look around the NFL right now at the high level of quarterbacks, and it's hard. Uh, it's hard to say. I, I just want a steady Eddie." You know, guy, I I, I want to go chase what they have. I want to have one of these cyborg quarterbacks to go uh, blow for blow with these elite guys. That's pretty funny the way he put it there. Steady Eddie, correct? That's exactly. And and by the way, there's still on your social media and mine, and also on our phone lines. Prefer the steady Eddie over trying to get you know grab that brass ring and get the ceiling. Well, that's why I asked you a few weeks ago, and it got all the Justin people all upset. Why are you afraid of chasing greatness? Why? Some thoughts from Boomer Esiason from CBS. And, of course, the Boomer Esiason and uh, Geo show he does on WFAN. Boomer Esiason, who's all in on the Bears and drafting Caleb Williams. Listen. I, I, if you listen to what's going on out there, it doesn't sound like it's completely over. It doesn't. They're, they're, it's I, over. I mean, it should be over. It's over. This, they're taking this kid right here, and if they don't take this kid, then Ryan Pohl should be fired. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you got to you got to restart the quarterback clock. You got all the assets from the trades that you've made. Um, you're sitting pretty. You kept your head coach. You got a new offensive coordinator in there. 
you know, you could you could say that they they should have hired Cliff Kingsbury, but he ended up going to Washington. Cale Williams is from Washington D.C. Well, well, here, but here's all right. So this is the the thing when I say something's going yeah. on, and you just touched on it. And if you're the number one overall pick, you go to whatever team. So Boomer and Geo talking about this this morning. This is why everyone's talking about the Bears in New York, Bristol, Connecticut, Los Angeles, all over the country. It's because the Bears are an interesting story. People look cap to think about what's next and the bears are what's next it was detroit last year who's the darling this year could it be the chicago bears absolutely could be the bears go back since sweat got here and look at how that defense played now they have a hole at free safety they will address said hole they get after they do some restructures they'll have almost 90 million in cap space they're gonna go out and get a good safety I think they're going to upgrade the running back room. Yesterday, Waddle and Sylvie were talking about the running backs not getting tagged. Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler. Mm -hmm. Waddle was basically having a love affair at the thought of Austin Eckler in a Bears uniform. Mm -hmm. That would be amazing. Amazing. Depends how much the money is. But that would be awesome. If you address center properly... And if Caleb Williams is who they think he is, and you grab another really good receiver at nine, or you trade up to get one, or you sign one, there is no reason that that team can't make a, not only win the division, but make a run in the playoffs. No reason. We're scheduled to hear from Ryan Poles, a general manager for the Chicago Bears, right here on the home of the Bears, Cap and Jay Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. It's the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And on YouTube, youtube.com. Look for the ESPN Chicago channel. We're with you till 10 o'clock. Then Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. Carmen and Yurko, 12-2 to two into White Sox baseball as they take on the Dodgers. Shohei Otani was his first time playing the spring for the Dodgers. After White Sox baseball, it's Waddle and Sylvia until 6.30. Black Club Dollar, 6.38 into game night right here on Chicago's Home for Sports ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776. phone number still to come. Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago Bears. We'll hear from him from Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Again, I don't expect a lot. There may be news on Jalen Johnson because the tag deadline is next week. So they either got to tag him or get a deal done. So I would imagine they've made progress on that front. This all comes to a head for me this morning, right before we came on the air from Unsportsmanlike that came on between uh, 5 and 7. It's Evan, it's Michelle, it's Chris Canty. And they were talking about the Bears not getting this right, this whole thing, this new look Chicago Bears, how they're not going to be able to get this right because of their past. That is one perspective, Cap, and say, well, the Bears always find a way to screw these things up. The other side of it is, though, Cap, is that when's the last time that you saw the Bears just absolutely just tank? For years and years and years, we've seen bad teams, underachieving teams, teams that could not be able to get over the hump because uh, the lack of quarterback or lack of weapons or a lack of um, draft capital or whatever it is. Just bad choices, mismanagement, all these things. There's a, it's, a, it's a witch's brew of things that the Bears have had to go through. But here we are with Ryan Poles. He steps in here, 
and levels the franchise and says, we're going to have to try to find our franchise quarterback and was able to evaluate Justin Fields to the point to say, you know what, I think we could do better. And we're going to try to find the best quarterback in the draft, and we're going to build him the right way. For many, many years, the Chicago Bears were running back you, just run the football, play good defense, and hope to squeak out wins 13-10. to 10. Well, for me as a Bears fan, it's about time for the Bears to be able to be with the rest of the Joneses in the National Football League and be a strong offensive team. I've seen great defensive teams, and you have for many years. You've seen the ability to run the football a million yards with terrific difference-making Hall of Fame running backs. But now at this time, it's time for the Bears to have balance on both sides of the football cap. Not just defense, but offense. And I think that that balance can come with what Poles is trying to build. If you are in the family of Caleb Williams, I mean his real family, mm-hmm. you got to be like seriously excited about, wow, they haven't had a quarterback. Son, if you go there and you do what we know you can do, you will be one of the biggest names in the history of the city in sports. Sure. Like if he's truly that guy. If he fails, he's just another in a litany of failed Bears quarterback expeditions. Yep. But if he's what you just played Boomer Esiason, who works on the CBS NFL show, mm-hmm. he played in the league forever. He knows a lot about quarterback play. If Ryan Poles doesn't draft Caleb Williams, he should be fired. And he said, it's already done. They're taking him. Mm-hmm. Albert Burrier, dialed in as they come, our guy. They've done a, quote, crap load of work, and he thinks Ryan Poles has a pretty firm idea on what he's doing at quarterback. Yeah. He's just not going to tip his hand whenever we he joins us here in a moment. Yeah, no question. I think that at some point, when you look at 45 different quarterbacks in 38 seasons, at some point, enough's enough. Enough is enough. You've, got, you've gotten your blank knocked in the dirt way too often to that position. It's time to be able to find a cornerstone guy. I'm not talking about Jay Cutler, okay? Even though Mr. 500 was, you know, he hung in there as, as well as he could with that bad offensive line and, and 18 different offensive coordinators. But at this time, it's time to have stability. You fired the offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. I'm sorry, you got Shane Waldron. You fired Luke Getze. And so now you got a new quarterback in place as well, Cap. So it's just time. It's time to have stability and move forward as a franchise. Well, I'm excited to hear what he says because I like listening to whenever one of our team GMs speaks. I just don't expect to get a lot of clarity from him. As I said, maybe the Jalen Johnson stuff, maybe. Now, a nugget that pro football talk, not Bears related, Mm -hmm. just posted – we just talked to Giants GM Joe Shane. He was pleasantly surprised to hear the cap move to two fifty five point four million. He had expected two forty three, so the extra eleven million. He's now not ruling out using the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, which is a change. Hey, this is where we are in the National Football League now, Cap. Correct. The, the ability that you can look at the the weapons on offense. Is a wide receiver and the quarterback and the running back. And it makes me, you know, talking to Albert Breer about it moments ago, it made me think, man, if I'm in high school and they see me as this 5'9", 5'10", bulky, boxy body type, 
Well, I'm not going to play fullback because that's passe. Mm-hmm. Hope hope Jason McKee ain't listening. Um, that, Sorry, Jamie. Because that's passe for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And so the running back position. If I'm in high school and I'm five ten and, and kind of a you know strong build, I'm built like a fire hydrant. What's my position? I go to defense. What do, what what do I play? You had a kid that's that's that size and that those metrics. Where does he play? If he can't, I mean, because running back, it's like. Yeah, can you do anything else? Yeah, I got good hands. Yeah, but we can't safety. put you. We can't put you in the backfield. We got to turn around, turn you around. Safety, possibly hard hitting safety. Yeah, unless he's got breakaway speed, then he can play corner. Because kids are smart now, Cap. They know like, hey, I'm not going to do. I don't have that summer growth spurt where I go from five ten to six two, right, to be a wide receiver or a corner. <laughs> so, I mean, whatever the good Lord blesses you with, this is who you are. Now what? Because if you're a running back, they're like, okay, if that's all you can do. All of a sudden now, unless you can play on the defensive side, you're expendable. That's how fast the NFL moves, isn't it? It's crazy. Full back to running back now. What's the next position is that's not needed? You'll always need a tight end. Always. You, need, you always need to good, have good offensive and defensive linemen. I don't think there's any other position that will be devalued like running back has been. Now... I was just talking to Shay at the break, and I said, you know, Waddle would really like to get Austin Eckler in here. Mm-hmm. He's 28 already. That's old for a running back. Mm-hmm. I don't know what his body composition is. Has he had a bunch of injuries? He's been banged up like every yes. other player. Yes. How much do you have to pay him? Is he coming on a one-year deal? If I got to go like four years with a bunch of guaranteed money, out. Not doing it. Mm-hmm. I watch Isaiah Pacheco in the seventh round out of Rutgers. He's a stud. Mm-hmm. They'll use him up, move on to the next guy. So I would love to see the Bears add a high-level, speedy, Jameer Gibbs-style running back. I'm just not using a first-round pick on one of those. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. We're waiting on Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago Bears, to speak. Uh, in a few minutes. Uh, quick sidebar. I have several of them, actually. Uh, may I approach? Yes, it's brought to you by Ankin Law. Howard Ankin, best in the business. Put that lawyer on your phone. 3126 million. Saw my ball. Cap, I saw your car parked in the, in the lot coming in this morning. Yeah. Was there a car parked to your left when you came in? Or was yes. It, it was? Yes. Okay. I'm concerned. Why? Okay. So I saw where you parked, and I saw the car next to you, and it's really tight. That yeah, spot. The silver Tesla park next to me? It's really tight. Yeah. And I was thinking, boy, if that's me, I can't get in and out of there. Because to me, I think there's a such thing as being a one-click guy or two-click guy on your door. Mm-hmm. You know, when you open the door, some just give a swing open, swing. But there's a couple of clicks. You open up the door, one-click, two-click. I, I used to be a two-click guy. got to open the whole thing up like a big sedan. Big guy coming out of there. One, two. And they come out of the door. Now I've, I've, I've come down to about maybe a one-and-a-half-click guy. Maybe one click, maybe one-and-a-half clicks. That matters, by the way. Mm-hmm. You open the door, you want to be able to have room so you're not hitting the, the door next to you. Correct. So I was concerned because I was thinking, how's Cap going to be able to get in there? Now, you're a one-click guy, right? Oh, yeah. A, half, a three-quarter click. You could be able to just open the well, door just com- enough, I, right? I got in and out no problem when I got here and that car was there. That car is there all the time. Tight, though. But that it's real tight. Is, that Tesla is plugged into the charger right next to me. Yes. All 
the time. But you slipped out of there, though. It wasn't too tight for you. Not even close. Okay. Jay Moore, you know what I mean, right? Right. You need When you open the door, there's two clicks to it, right? Open the door, you swing it open, there's one and there's two. Yep. So you, for me, I used to always a two-click guy, meaning that I had to get my own spot to make sure that I could open up the door nice and wide so I could be able to get out of the ride. Because I don't want to bang the next to the, the door next to me. Or your door into, like, the wall if you park <laughs> yeah, at the far left. Right. I'm down to about a one-and-a-half, almost a one-and-a-half-click guy. Because if I open it up, to like, for two, now I'm hitting the, the door next to me. But I want to be able to have the room. Now, there was a time cap where I could park. Oh, you know, there's no parking here. I could just slide in here. And there's a car or some kind of vehicle that's pressed right up it's next to your, your, the driver's door. You know how difficult that is to try to get in there? Oh, God. I mean, well, yeah, it's funny you said that because I parked in another lot last week. I'm trying to remember where I was. And, oh, I was in Old Orchard Mall. Yeah. And I went in the, it's like a garage. Mm-hmm. And I pulled in there and some jackaloon parked over the lines like literally an inch from me. I couldn't, I couldn't get one of my dogs to get in the door. That's tough. So I got, had to get in the other side, mm-hmm. climb over the armrest, <laughs> and then slither my way into my seat. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? Been there. Been there. Jay Moore, how difficult is that, by the way, when someone's right against your driver's side door? And then you you have the option of the other door, but sometimes that's tight too. It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it's tough, right. man. <laughs> it's almost to the point you just want to like pour something on their car for being too close to you. <laughs> you it's like, dude, I like to be able to have the ability to just I can get in there with a, a click and a half cap, but when they're getting real tight, like why would you park that close to my car? I mean, everyone has their own designated spots. Right. So why are you too far to the right, almost with your your right side tires into my driver's spot? It's crazy. Yeah, I always try to make sure I am right between the lines. Yeah, or a little bit to the left. I, you know, I will make sure that someone feels comfortable when they drive, put their vehicle in there next to mine. And sometimes, you know, you just go to the, the, the most open spot possible, all the way to the top if you have to. To the roof of this place, if no I have to. Shot. I mean, I've done that just to make sure I got my own spot. I just want to just point that out. Also, as we wait for Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago uh, Chicago Bears, this it's a great question that was asked by Shea because I was thinking about this as well. About is playoff expansion good for sports? I know that you've been seeing this as well about the college football playoff, uh, MLB playoffs. I know that there had to be a time where you're on the air, and I know I was on the air too, and saying. NFL with an extra wild card, more playoffs, and of course my side of the ledger was um the the NFL didn't care about the players. They're going to have Thursday night football after they played Sunday because when you play football, it's like a series of car wrecks. But the NFL does not care. Just put more football out there. You know how much recovery time you really need in football. You've played on Sunday, depending on your position, and you've been wrecked. Your body's a mess. Yeah, okay. For a few days later, I need you to play on Thursday. And so the NFL players got used to it because they're getting handsomely paid to play it. There will be a time there will be games basically every day of the week. Possibly. Possibly. We may not be around, but someday. NFL playoffs, college football playoff, and now Charlie Baker is talking about the uh, potential of the NCAA tournament to 96. 96 teams. Why? 
you don't need 96 teams in the NCAA tournament. You do not. Now, it's more opportunities for all of us to gamble. I get that. But when, uh, when Shea brought that up, I was thinking, you know, it's just never good enough. It's just never good enough. The, this, the team that's on the, way, on the out, the team that's on the bubble, is now bitching about their opportunity to be in the tournament. So now there won't be any more bubble teams. There won't be any bubble team. We get 96 teams in a tournament. You know what will happen, Cap? What will happen is, is teams that we don't want to see in there, they'll be at the end. Because it's wide open now. It's the Wild West. Just wait till Danny has a stroke when Kansas gets upset by number 96 when they're the number one overall seed. We have the first major upset. Chicago State has taken down <laughs> Danny Zetterman's fighting Jayhawks. That's exactly right. We had to, risk, we had to expand. That'd be Danny's rant. Right. It does no need because it's a wild west now because the portal. I mean, every team is dangerous. Correct. What the hell was San Diego State doing in there at the end of the year? Them? It's wide open now. Wide open. It used to be just the hot guard or two players that's just two players on a tournament team. Watch out now. Look out for Rupanesh. Watch him. Hang on. That kind of thing. That's, he beat Kansas, didn't he? Yeah, oh God. I mean, this is for Rootman. Yeah, for the, Northern Iowa. You know what I'm talking about? The a hot guard that just comes out of nowhere. A two player. Watch it now. Crazy team. You know they've been underdogs all season. So I mean, that's where we are right now, Cap. So I'm just saying that 96 teams is too much. We're good with the 62. You want to do the play-in? That's fine. But you don't need that many more teams. College football playoff, the same thing. They're expanding it more. How many more teams do you want to have in a college football playoff? And by the way, hey, Liberty, you're still out. Take that. <laughs> like, like, yeah, the group of five would have a, an opportunity, but they'd still get their ass whooped. Because this is the expansion for the college football playoff is for Central Florida, Liberty. You guys played well. Little, little town, little college. But you still can't compete. Correct. That's my point. You don't need that much expansion. Just keep it tight. Pat on the top of the head. But don't you just want the elite, the best of the best? Mm-hmm. In baseball, I think it might be a little different. Yeah, when we went, when I was uh, when I just was coming into Northern, yeah, it was the we made the Great Forty Eight. There were forty eight teams. Yeah, then they expanded to sixty four. Then they had the first four play in games. Now we need to go to ninety six. I don't see it. That's just that's just too much. You have enough venues for ninety six, by the way, in the NCAA tournament. Got enough venues for that. And by oh, the, God, yeah. And by the way, you'd, you'd get your beak in there. You'd find a way to put the blazer back on. 96. I'll do a couple of those. Take that. What's that? <laughs> you'd be right in there. Send that mailbox money do, over. Do a little radio. Absolutely. You'd be right there doing it. Cap, everywhere I go, people are asking, hey, is Cap doing any games this year? Nope. No. He's doing the recap on YouTube. He's fine. Thank you. That's it. He's doing his walk. He's with his dogs. He's... Ah, I miss Cap being out here. I, I get that when I travel with you, I see. Where is he? He's not around. Home. They're <laughs> <laughs> concerned. That's it. By the way, you see the, uh, the cap I was wearing today? What does it say? UIC. All right, Poles is up. We go to Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Chicago Bears, right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Um, Flus hit it yesterday. Excited about our coaching staff we put together uh, moving forward. Shane and Eric and, and the rest of the crew um, were in good hands. They're going to do a really good job. Coach hit on all the topics, teachers, communicators. Um, Shane's got a really good feel for both the run and the pass game. Ability to adapt and adjust and the things that we're looking for. So we're really pumped about that. Uh, Cody and Eddie, um, 
I know we put out a piece on, on them, but just want to say thank you to them for what they've done for the Bears. Um, we felt like it was the right time to give them opportunity to, to go test the market, see what's out there for them. Um, I want to do right by them and, and do it as early as possible so they can put their plans in place. Um, but really thankful for their leadership and everything they brought to the organization. Um, Jalen Johnson. Um, in the process of getting Jalen Johnson done, um, conversations are going well at this time. Uh, we feel like we've done a really good job um, kind of coming to the table strong, um, showing the respect um, that he's due just in terms of his production through his career and really an emphasis on the turnovers that he created this past year. Our expectation is that's going to continue to go um, as he's with the Bears. Um, when I say coming strong, that means cash flows are strong, guarantees are strong. Uh, the term is strong for him. Um, being hit with his age, uh, there's a really good opportunity for him to go back to the market again, um, continue to earn money and play well, and hopefully that's with the Bears for a long period of time. So I'm excited about that. Uh, like I've said about those deals all the time, it takes two to tango, and you got to find a, a place that everyone feels comfortable with. So uh, I feel really good about that situation. Now the hot topic. Uh, <laughs> the first pick, quarterback situation. Um, contrary to reports out there, I have no master plan to present to everyone today. Um, this is an opportunity for us to continue to gather information, um, learn about the different players in the draft, um, listen to what opportunities could come up, um, and then at the end of the day, we're going to make the best decision um, that we can for the Chicago Bears. Uh, it will not be based on fear of what could happen with this and what could happen with that. We're going to put our information together and make the best decision because at the end of the day, we'll always throw our decision-making against kind of our core kind of deal, which is win championships and sustain success for a long period of time. There's a lot that goes into that, uh, but we're excited to gather that information and, and create clarity uh, as we go along. Right. So, uh, what, is, what is your, if you decide to draft a quarterback, what is your motivation to trade Justin before free agency starts, knowing that there might be a premium on that? Yeah, again, it just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush. Um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. Did you, did you talk to him? I know he made those comments last week about kind of living in limbo on this. Have you had conversations with him about where you guys are at right now in that process? Yeah, so I've always felt, and I told uh, told him this after uh, the season when we had our exit meetings, that you know transparency and communication is, is key in these moments. Um, and I told him we will do that. So I've been in contact with his team and, and kind of let him let them know like what we're looking at, um, how things might play out, um, and that we'll continue to communicate as we move forward. Again, I understand how uncomfortable that is for him, um, but again, like I told him, and he understands. I think he said it the other day too. It's it's part of this business. It is a unique situation. So, uh, but yeah, I'll continue that communication right. with them. Been part of the uh, evaluation process in Kansas City in 2017 with Mahomes. Yeah. How has that experience helped shape? the way you go about evaluating quarterbacks and, and things you do in that regard? Yeah, my background is is I'm really fortunate to kind of see <clears throat> multiple phases and different types of processes put in place um, with, you know, bringing a quarterback in uh, from a trade to drafting. Um, so, again, just there's a process that we've learned in terms of tape watching and getting to know guys and bringing them in and spending time with them to feel comfortable with, with that setup. 
Um, so I can definitely tap into that experience. Right. In terms of Jalen Johnson, you said things are, are going well with him. Do you think it's more likely that there is a long-term deal with him than the franchise tag? I hope so. I'd like to avoid the franchise tag uh, for him. I think there's a really good space uh, for us to find a middle ground. Um, again, we always have the tag to, to use, um, but I really would like to, to get something done long term with him. Brian, how do you view, philosophically, how do you view the draft assets you have, picking first and ninth? You would theoretically be targeting star players if you kept those picks yep. versus converting those into more picks, but they are lesser picks. Yeah, that that goes into the equation, right? I mean, you got to look at what's there in, in that area in terms of drafting. Um, again, you got to listen to the trade. Like, you don't trade back one, trade back two, trade back 15, like that changes the dynamic based on where the board is set up. I think I talked about that last year. We'll end up counting the guys in certain spaces that we feel like can beat impact players for our team. Um, so that goes in the equation as well. Um, but I think it's a really good opportunity to improve our football team. And the other thing is like very open and understand that draft picks are just opportunity, right? You got to capture that. You got to be right with your draft picks. Um, so we understand that as well. Just on the said, process of evaluating the quarterback, obviously at the top of the draft there have been a lot of misses at the quarterback position. Yeah. What have you maybe learned about what goes into making a player, you know, a great quarterback at the next level? Yeah, um, there's a lot there, right? It's like what's the infrastructure look like, what's around the player. I think that's key, um, and I think that's probably uh, mess with the numbers a lot when you're talking about the top of the draft. I think that's what makes our situation unique and why we have to really do a deep dive in, into it. Um, I think the person is a huge part. I've talked about that a lot. What's the makeup, the leadership, how do they handle pressure? Um, how do they handle pressure in a big city like ours? Um, so a lot of those factors go in. Ryan, I know you said you weren't going to make a big reveal today in terms of what, have, you're, of yeah, what you're doing. I have nothing to reveal at yeah, all. Yeah, no, I, I totally I wish I did. Yeah, I know. That's what I wait. Yeah, that's what I wait. Um, <laughs> I, I, I totally understand that. But uh, do you have an idea, like, how? what's the percentage of what you think you know right now ahead of the combine? Like, how important is the combine in making the decision? Yeah, right now it's like, a hundred different scenarios that you go down and, and try to plot out and you're forecasting forward to see what's going to work out and probabilities and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, the human being part, getting to know someone, um, getting to know a group of people is really going to determine that there's going to be options um, <clears throat> that pop up all the time that you don't see coming. I think I said it last year, like something will happen at some point in the next few months that no one expects. Right. Um, so you got to be on your toes for that. So the picture will change as we go. Well, right, right. Right. If you trade the number one mindset this year with the number one overall pick than what you had last year at this time? Um, no, I mean, it's, a, it's unique, right? Um, but I would say our approach is exactly the same in terms of we got to look at every option and, and determine what is best for our team. Um, obviously, we chose to trade back last year, and I think that that helped our uh, a team out a lot. So, um, again, we'll, we'll do a deep dive and, and see how it plays out. How are you, how are you, how are you evaluating the prospects if we can gather information? Do you have any concern at all that Caleb Williams or the team around him don't want to play in Chicago? No, no. No concerns about that at all. I, I would love to know why, if that was the case. Like I said, I think 
um, as a young quarterback, and I've been around it, the infrastructure is important, and I think we've made really good progress in terms of having really good infrastructure for whoever were to come in or if Justin were to stay here as well. In, in terms of your quarterback evaluation when you were in Kansas City, Cliff Kingsbury said that you know uh, Patrick Mahomes and Caleb Williams are eerily similar. When you watch the tape, do you see that? There's pieces. There's pieces that are similar. Uh, obviously, the one that stands out to everyone is just different arm angles. Um, that's a unique that trait. Not a lot of guys um, can do that. Um, I'll give Jeff Winter King. Yeah. If you do move off the number one pick, we've heard crazy, we've heard historic, all those adjectives used for the amount of compensation you need. What what are you looking for? Yeah, it's hard to say right now, um, but it's it's got to help our organization significantly to, to move around um, because we saw what it did last year. Um, and I'm looking for that type of return to continue to improve our football team. Right. When, when do you want to know what you're going to do? Tomorrow. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, before no, free agency? Or, I would love to know as soon as possible. Right. I mean, I, mean, I would love to know, um, but I know that's not how the process works. Um, you know, there's sure before free agency would be good. Like I said, I'm also taking, um, you know, if we were to do something with Justin, like I want to do right by him. Um, and I know, again, living in that gray space, you would want to do something sooner rather than later. Um, but just like I talk about with contracts, it takes two teams to figure that out. Um, but at the same time, we're also trying to figure out the draft process as well. So there's a lot of different things with different timelines going, and that's what makes it a little Ryan, bit difficult. part of your process over the next six weeks, what do you see as the, the best ways for you to evaluate the wiring of quarterbacks? What, what do you like to do to, to learn who they are? Yeah, spend time. Spend time. That's, I mean, any type of relationship, you know, it's, it's time on task and um, just kind of getting to know the personality. Um, there's been a ton of information gathering from my team, just in terms of teammates, coaches, things like that. Um, but you got to spend time with a, another person to really understand the, the wiring. Are you, what are you trying to feel out in that process? What are you looking for from that? Position? Yeah, you look for examples of dependability. You're looking selflessness, leadership, um, <laughs> ownership. You know, like I think it's hard these days to find people that you know, hey, this is wrong, and it's like, yeah. It was wrong. This is what I have to do to correct it, rather than just kind of BSing your way through it. So, um, yeah, with Tom on task and spending time with these guys, you'll get to know some of those things. Are you, are you, are you expecting? Are you expecting a busier combine than usual? Like I'm imagining, you're going to be a pretty popular guy this week. Everybody yeah. wants to buy you dinner and yeah. talk about all these different assets that you might trade. I mean, is it going to be a different combine for you? Yeah, it feels that way. Yeah. Has it already started? Oh yeah, my phone won't stop. <laughs> how, how aggressive are people? How aggressive are people with? Fishing for information from other teams to see what you can do with that. Yeah, it's, you know, it starts slow. We were at the Senior Bowl. I know people are kind of poking around. I haven't had, like, big-time conversations with anyone, uh, but everyone wants to, you know, take a temperature of what's going on. Um, someone approaches Yeah, yeah. How yeah. would you say last year's trade worked out for you guys, for the Panthers, and even Houston that didn't get the number one pick? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll only comment on us. I thought it, it worked out really well. Um, just adding two good players like Darnell and, and DJ. Um, had no idea this would work out where it would be the first overall pick, uh, but I would say that's successful. Um, and then, you know, a future two as well. So uh, it worked out well for us, and we'll keep growing up with that. You, you did say like how universally loved Justin is by this team. Have you thought about what that conversation is going to be like if, if you do trade and what you're going to like delivering that message to the team? Yeah. Um, you know, he's a leader. Every, everything our guys have said is true, and not surprised our guys have said what they have said. I feel the same way. 
Um, and I think sometimes this whole thing gets, you know, Justin versus another person. Um, and I have to look at it a little bit differently. I take that into effect. That's why the person is so important when we evaluate other people that would come in that position. Um, but also it's my job to think of the long term. And, and a lot of our guys kind of don't don't see that. That's not their job to do that. And they defend their guy, which I think speaks volume, volumes about our culture in our locker room. I mean, you've made big trades before. Would that cause a, is there anxiety that comes with that for someone who would have to deliver that sort of news? No, because I have faith. Um, in our ability to communicate with our guys. Um, and when we do that, I think they'll know that it's in the best interest of of the team. And I think as we've moved along here, I think that the, the trust factor is there, that they're in good hands with however we decide to kind of pull when, out. When you have two more guys, timeline-wise, for the college quarterbacks, do you really need to get all the way to private workouts, bring them in the building to know? And how would that impact your decision with, with Justin? Um, yeah, so you know, again, the different, there's a lot of different timelines going. So uh, being creative with with finding time to, to spend with the different prospects and and if we can get a private workout, things like that, that does help come to a conclusion and, and, and kind of fill in all the boxes that you need to fill in. If you identify a quarterback prospect as your guy, is there any price that can move you off of your guy? Um, would it be our guy, right? Like it's it's not about me at all. Um, that's hard to answer right now because I need kind of the whole puzzle put together to, to figure that out. Thanks, Ryan. Yep. And that is Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears. Captain Jay Hood on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000. Good morning. Glad you're along for the Captain Jay Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Just heard from Ryan Poles, the general manager of the Chicago Bears. Cap, you had a lot of things to say. Okay, first of all, he was way more open than I thought he would be. We did speculate that he'd talk about Jalen Johnson. He said we've come with a strong offer. Let me, I saved a lot of the quotes here. He said, um, cash flows are strong. Guarantees are strong on the deal. The deal is in the works with Jalen. I would prefer not to use the franchise tag. So Jalen Johnson's going to get done here sooner rather than later. The tag deadline is next week. So I would imagine the next seven days he will get a contract extension. Lengthy and long and large. Good for him. Said he's going to show respect to Jalen Johnson. He says it takes two to tango, but expects something to get done. Correct. In terms of... and he. What I love about Poles is he's funny. He's like, all right, now that topic that everybody wants to talk about, or yeah. however he phrased he, that. He said the, the, now the hot topic quarterback situation. Correct. That's what he was talking about. So Justin's gone. There's no way that a general manager is coming to the podium there with the Chicago media and openly discussing, I want to do right by Justin. I don't want to live in the gray area. I can't imagine how difficult it must be on him. Blah, 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 blah. He's gone. 100% gone. He said, quote, if we go down that road of trading Justin Fields, I want to do right by Justin. I've been in communication with Fields' team throughout the offseason and empathizes with the quarterback not wanting to live in the gray. Yeah, he talks about how transparency is key because Courtney Cronin asked that question about the communication between Fields uh, and 
uh, Ryan Poles and said transparency is key. They will continue their communication. Uh, Poles said there is no master plan uh, that he's gathering info on what the Bears could do, meaning wink, wink, nod, nod. You know he's talking about Caleb Williams. Um, and wants to do his best for the Chicago Bears. And my favorite phrase, as you well know, when it comes to Chicago Bears, is sustained success. He said that in the press conference as well because that's what he's aiming for. Correct. He wants to be like, look, everyone wants to be the Chiefs, but he wants every year the Bears are in the discussion can they make a run in the playoffs. Every year. And hallelujah. That's what we've all wanted. And so far, through two years, no one's going to bat a 1,000. He would probably not take Valus Jones again in the third round, and he would probably not take Clay Chasepool, as we like to call him. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, he's had unbelievable success at renovating the roster. Yes. Now they get all this cap space, two top ten picks. They're going to draft a quarterback at number one that most observers love, and people need to get on board with it. Now, again, can things change? Yeah, but from what I heard, when you openly say, I want to do right by Justin if we trade him, you don't even say that. Yeah, he says that, the poll says the approach is the same, just like it was last year, unique opportunity when you have the number one pick in the draft. Now, we're not done because Matt Eberflus will speak exclusively to our video platforms, Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash ESPN without Chicago, and on YouTube as well, youtube.com. If you haven't subscribed by now, that's our ESPN Chicago uh, page uh, and channel on YouTube. You have a chance to see Eberflus at 1130. Also on our ESPN Chicago app as well. So you'll get all of that. So wherever you're at, we've got you covered. We thank you for listening and watching and being part of the program here on Cap and Jay Hood. Our thanks to Shay and Jay Moore on the other side of the glass. Cap, let's do this tomorrow. Oh, there'll be a lot to talk about, my man. I look forward to it. That's a date. For Cap, I'm Jay Hood. We'll talk to you Wednesday, a Waddle Wednesday, here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show. And so long, everybody. Take that! From Chicago.